Okay, here we go, Rabotzei. Parshas Vo'es Chanon, Tavshin Ein Beis, a little bit uh, later this week. I apologize, just the CM Hashas festivities uh, have made it uh, a busy week, so we'll try to get this up uh, as soon as we can. Um, okay, Vo'es Chanon, Tavshin Ein Beis. Of course, we have the second Aseris Adibris, and let's start off with a thought of the related to the Aseris Adibris, just a Ha'ara from Rav Moshe, a story about Rav Moshe Feinstein, quoted here in Bekar Salah Shabbos Oneg in source number one. Rav Moshe quotes that... There were two families in the 1920s that, um, well, let's go back a step for a minute. Let's get to the mitzias of what was going on in the 1920s. Kasher higiu yudim rabim Europa l'artzota brit, online too, when many Jews came from Europe to the United States. Rabim mehem amdu benis yonok kashim there were tremendous challenges uh, regarding their Shemir Shabbos. Devar mekubal ma'od, was very accepted, ba'osan ayabim in those days, that when a person had a job and they went to work five or six days a week, the employer said, well, if you don't come on Shabbos, don't bother coming on Monday. Don't come back on Monday. And many people couldn't stand up to the challenge because they needed to put bread on the table and they couldn't, uh, they couldn't handle not having a job. So it says Rav Moshe, there were two families that lived in his shchuna on the Lower East Side. To two families, their, the fathers got fired from their job because they refused to work on Shabbos. Begin And says Rav Moshe, lo and behold, one family there was zochad, the children and the grandchildren. Unbelievable. And the other family, they stopped, and they did not turn out the way that the father, the parents would have wanted. And the question is, someone wants to answer Moshe, you know, what, what's the difference? Why is it both of these families, you know, the same thing happened to them? And look, one of them had such great mazel and nachas, and the other one did not. So obviously we don't know behind God's uh, God's workings, and you know we daven as much as we can, and we do our own ishtalus, the rest is Atakadosh Baruch but Moshe gave a, a suggestion, a ha'ara, and Ramosha researched a little bit and he said as follows. What was the reaction of the fathers when they came home after they found out they lost their job? Did they blame or did they accept? Line 14. One family, the father came back to the house. They told his children, look, my children. Baruch Hashem, we have a Shabbos. Baruch Hashem, we have a Hashem. Yes, we have to be sacrificed right now. But you know what? There's nothing we can do about it. And it's fine and we accept it and it's wonderful. And we're most nefesh for Shabbos. And this is part of who we are and this is what we've been doing for all the generations. And other generations, it was even more challenging. But we are very happy and thrilled to be able to give up of ourselves for Shabbos. In the footsteps, in a less extreme way of Rabbi Akiva, who said, also, we should be Zocheh. He's been waiting all his life, as we have later on in the parasha. Shema Yisrael Hashem al-Kino Now he's Zocheh to it, Rabbi Akiva says at the end of Masechah's Brachas. But says Ramoshe, Lumaz, the other family, the father came home. So he came home and he said, Oh, look what Shabbos does. Look what I have to do for Shabbos. I can't believe this. I can't believe Shabbos. This is what I have to do for Shabbos. It's so hard to be a Jew. I know it's going to be. It's so hard. Says Ramosh, if you have that type of attitude, so the children see, and they see the parents do that, and they say to themselves, well, if it's hard for them, it's culture game. We live in the next generation. It's harder for us. So therefore... That is why that might have been partly what led them, allowed them to go astray. Again, this is not saying that everything a parent does uh, causes things, but we have to try to do the best we can in the reactions that we have, and that at least gives the chance for the children. And then, you know, we do our ishtablis, uh in the proper way that Chazal tell us, and the rest is biyad Hashem. Okay, basically the reaction has to be positive in terms of all of the mitzvahs that we have, in terms of the privilege that we have to do the mitzvahs, including Shabbos, and specifically and uniquely Shabbos, which is the, takes the most sacrifice out of many mitzvahs. Okay, let's get into the parasha. That's just a general startup point relating to the Aserah Sadebris. Perak Yimel right? Towards the beginning of the parasha. We have, Hashem says to Mo, Hashem says, uh, Moshe says to Hashem, Hashem is uh, being talked to, Moshe is being mitchanein, Hashem, please let me go to Eretz Yisrael. 
please let me go across. Moshe is telling the story, and Hashem, Moshe says that Hashem got angry at me because of you. He didn't listen to me. Al Tosef Dabri Lai told me to stop talking. We'll be able to get back to that in a minute. Go up to the mountain and see in all the directions. And just take a look. Because you will not pass. Savas Yoshua, tell Yoshua, because he's going to be the one. The Chazkeu Biametsehu, strengthen him. He will pass in front of this nation. He's going to do it. So Moshe tells the story. I couldn't. I wanted to. I couldn't do it. I was refused, and I was told to command Moshe Rabbeinu. And now listen. Because I'm not going to be there always. Stuck in the middle, I skipped the Pasuk on purpose. Stuck in the middle of what I just read is Pasuk Haftes. Right after Moshe says, and I was told that I can't go in and Yeshua's going to go in, the Pasuk adds in, Vaneshev Bagai Mul Beis Paor. And we encamped in the guy in the valley opposite of Baal Paor. And then we go into Vata Yisrael. Question is, Chazal already are bothered by this, what is this Pasuk doing here? What is Pasuk Haftes adding? Why is that? Why is that, uh, you know, why is it juxtaposed there? Question one. Rashi already picks up on this, quoting Chazal. Rashi says maybe it's connected to the following Pusik. Uh, what happened in Balpa'ar? Obviously, Avodazara. So Rashi says, In Balpa'ar, you connected to Avodazara. But still, Yisrael, next Pusik. Chukim, listen to the Chukim and everything is Machalacha. And I wasn't Zocha to be Nimchal. But you should know, Hashem is Bochal you anyway. Okay, so it's an Afapikain. We did have a Zara, but even so, you'll get Mechila. Rashi says that's the juxtaposition. Maybe there's another idea, though. So, question number one, what is that Pasuk doing there? A second question, though. Earlier in this section that we just read, Pasuk Chavav, Vayomer Hashem Eli, Ravlach. Hashem told me, says Moshe, it's enough. Al Tosef Daber Eli, oh, Badabar don't talk to me anymore. Al Tosef Daber Eli, don't ask me anymore about this. What's the Don't ask me. What? Moshe's like, no, no, I'm asking you again. Stop asking me like a parent says. Chazal say that, you know why Hashem says don't ask me? Because if you do ask me, I'm going to have to listen. Chazal tell us, quoted in source number two, source number two in the Yam Simcha, it's quoted, we'll get to it later, the, in, the, in the third column, we'll do that first, in line 21, 22, the Maral Diskin uh, quotes the Medrash on our Pasuk, She'ilu hayim espala o'tfila achas, if Moshe would have davened one more, one more tefillah, the Gzadah would have been Nigzar, and he would have gone into Eretz Yisrael. That's what it means. Don't daven anymore. So the question begs itself. So why didn't he daven anymore? If he knew, and Lechorah, he did know, that if he davens one more tefillah, and Hashem says, please don't. So why didn't he? It's as if, sometimes a parent will say, please don't ask me that, when the child knows that if he asks, he's going to get it, but he knows that the parent doesn't really want to give it to him anyway, doesn't want to give it to him. Please don't ask me, stop asking me. And the child knows. So sometimes the child will realize, and will stop asking. Also in this week's parsha. But, you know, other times not. So what Moshe knew. So why did Moshe not not continue to ask? So what is Baal Pa'ar doing there? And what is uh, the message that Moshe Rabbeinu did not continue to ask? So says the Yam Simcha. Says the Yam Simcha. We remember the story two weeks ago in Parshas Matos. Parshas Matos in Arachayim HaKadosh, but we'll just go to his words. Line seven or eight in the first column. To the Parshas Matos Ksiv, the beginning of Matos, it says, Hashem commands Moshe, please go take revenge against the Midyanim, and then you are going to die. You will be gathered Amongst your people. And the very next Pazak says, Moshe turns around and says, let's do it. He gives the tziba right away. And Chazal, again, quoting, quoted in Rashi there at the beginning of Matos, Chazal say, even though Moshe knew that his death was dependent on this, that right after this he was going to die, then the Matos, right, we know, Sefer Dvarm is only five weeks long, only five weeks long, from Rosh Chodesh Shvat all the way until Zayin Adar, that's it. He knew his life depended on it, but still, he was Moser Nefesh. He said, oh, Hashem wants me to do this, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Why was he so... Obviously, he wanted to do it because the Kaddish Baruch Hu told him to do it. But maybe there's a little, not another deeper idea why he wanted to take revenge from Midian so quickly. Says the Yam Simcha, middle column now. We know the Halacha is on line four in the middle column. 
In Parsha Kedoshin, the Pasuk tells me, If somebody commits bestiality, not only are they Chayav Misa, but the animal is Chayav Misa. But why is the animal Chayav Misa? Pashtus is, it's not an Onesh. It's not a punishment. It's not a punishment for the animal. Right? So the animal doesn't have Das. Right? So what, why did the animal have to be killed? So Rashi says there, Im Adam Chata, Machata, what the animal do, the animal's not mitzvah mitzvahs, Ela mipnei sheba'a la'adam takala lefichach amar hakasef tisakel. Because a terrible takala, a terrible stumbling block, came upon the person because of this animal, and it will bring embarrassment. So that's why you get rid of the animal. Even if the person is put to death, this animal's going to be walking around, and people are going to, every time they see that animal, oh, there's the animal that so-and-so, you know, had, uh, didn't have air with. So it's, it's a terrible embarrassment for the person. So says Rashi there, that is why the animal has to be put to death. To save embarrassment. Says the Yam Simcha, Kalvachomer, Adam Surely, if somebody is, causes a, a, a person A, causes a person B to sin, that, that's even greater embarrassment, not just to uh, an animal that caused, but a person has to take even more responsibility. But he has to, but this is the concept of Takawa. We have it also in Rashi and Parshish Balak. Rashi quotes that the Malak killed the Aton that spoke to Bilam. Why? Even Bilam we have Rachmanes on. Okay, he was killed. That's enough. We don't have to talk and, 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 and have him embarrassed. But with the Aton, we walking around. Oh, this is the Aton that Bilam couldn't answer. Okay, so you might say, oh, there's a Kiddush Hashem. Okay, but either way, Chazal say, Chas HaMakom HaKavah Abrius. See how this idea of Takala says the Yam Simcha, that's why Moshe Rabbeinu was so adamant and so acted bizrizus in order to uh, take Nakama, take revenge from Midian. Because these Midianites, these women were walking around. Oh, that's the woman that so-and-so was Mazana with and that's the one that caused so-and-so to sin. They were all walking around. Moshe, the top left. Even though he knew he was going to die afterwards, Moshe says to prevent embarrassment for Klal Yisrael, I'm Moser Nefesh. I can't have this nation that is embarrassed. That's a Jewish leader. Taking one for the team, so to speak. I, I will give my life, says Moshe, in order that this nation is not around anymore, not only because Hashem told me, but this Midian is, in, is a takal of a Klal Yisrael, and therefore he gave his, and therefore he gave his life. It's better for Moshe Rabbeinu to die, right, because it was his time, more than Am Yisrael having Bizyonos because of the Midianim. He says that it's an extreme Bechina of Noach Ola Adam, like the story of Yehud and Taman, the story of Mar Ukva in the Gemara, it's better to jump into a fiery furnace, this was Shavah Moshe Rabbeinu, this is a Manhig, somebody who cares more about the people than he does even about himself, he says that's, that's the Pshat, that Moshe Rabbeinu gave of himself. So now, says the Yam Simcha, quoting the Maharal Diskin, let's get back to some of our questions. Some of our questions. What was our questions? Number one, why did Moshe Davin anymore? Number two, what is Baal Pa'or doing there? Really, it's the same answer to the questions. Why? Because Baal Pa'or was where the chait with Midian took place. And every time, Klal Yisrael, every time Kaviyach HaKadosh Baruch would pass by Baal Pa'or, there would be a Kitrug, there would be prosecuting forces creating, created in Shamayim. Look at Klal Yisrael. Look at what happened here, the Midianim. Moshe Rabbeinu says, he doesn't David that last tefillah. Hashem even alludes to Moshe Rabbeinu that Bnei Yisrael need him buried here to be a machaper, to be somebody that could stand up for them as he did Bechayim, so too Bimoso, says the um, Yam Simcha. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu, ironically, he gave of himself not to even ask the final tefillah in order so that he could stay, not that he could stay, but that he would stay in Chutzla'aretz, in Eber Ayardin, in order to be a defense attorney for, for Klal Yisrael. Line 27, Mishum 
Because he was buried there, he's mechaper on Maisa Pa'ar. Bechal shana v'shana, be'eshe chato Yisrael. At that moment in time, Ba'apar is olo l'malak adil l'katreg, and when they see Kivro Shal Moshe, it goes back down. Moshe Rabbeinu saves the day in death as he did in life. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, it's better for me to stay here. Last few lines. So that's what happened by the Milchemes Midyan. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't didn't uh, go into Eretz Yisrael. So that is why it's mentioned here. When we're talking about, Hashem says, don't dominate anymore to go into Eretz Yisrael. It says we were encamped by Baal Pa'ar. Because that's the reason Hashem says don't daven anymore. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't daven anymore. Because he wanted to be a defense. He wanted to be a kapara element. A kapara part of the uh, Ezra that, we are, uh, that we're going to need throughout history for Klal Yisrael. That's a Yam Simcha. Using a Maral Diskin, using two Midrashim, and giving us an insight. Okay, next point is Halachic and Hashkafic. Halachic and Ashkafik. Source number three, you had the continuation of the Am Simcha, but we're going to go to four. A very Yisodistic Ramban. Right, we've done many. The Ramban on Va'eschanan. There are some major Rambans, uh, a number of them that are, that are top ten Rambans in the entire Torah. One of them we've done in the past is Va'asisa Yashav HaTov. So it's the end of the, uh, the Parsha. A couple of Rambans on, on Parsha's Kriyashma as well. But the, this Ramban is also up there in terms of defining a mitzvah. We know there is a two Isur Daraisa that are counted in this week's parsha, Baltosif and Baltigra. Beginning of Perek Dalad. Vato Yisrael, Shemalach Hukim Alamishpatim, Asher Asher Nochim Alamedes Chem Lasos, listen to all of the laws, Lamantich you, so that you live with Asem Rishemes Ares Vachulu, Lo Tosifu El Hadavar, Asher Nochim Mitzvah Eschem, Lo Tigru Mimenu, two separate Yisurim, we're not allowed to add on to the mitzvahs, the Isra Baltosif, and Baltigra, we're not allowed to take away from the mitzvahs. Lishmaris Mitzvah, Asher Malokeichem, Asher Nochim Mitzvah Israel, Baltosim, and Baltigra, each mentioned twice in the Torah. So, first, Machlokas Rishonim, about the definition of Baltosif. Rashi. What does Rashi say? Rabban quotes it in source number four at the beginning. Kegon. Rabban always quotes Rashi. Remember the Ramban Takdama. Ramban Takdama to Chumish, to his commentary Ala Torah. The Ramban calls Rashi Lo Mishpat Habchora. He uses the Pasuk from Kiseitse to describe Rashi, even though many times he argues on Rashi, but Lo Mishpat The Ramban argues on many that he feels very close with. Like the Ramban says on the Eben Ezra, that he has Tochachas Megula Ve'ava Mesuteris. Right, he has open rebuke and hidden love for the Eben Ezra. So Rashi, he says, Lo Mishpat So Rashi says, what is the Isser of Baal Tosif? What are examples? Says Rashi, Kigon, Chamesh Parshios B'Tfilin. Let's say, I want to have not only four parshas in Tfilin, I want to have a fifth parsha. You know, I want to put in Aseris Adibris into my Tfilin. What's wrong with Aseris Adibris? I want to put Bracious into my Tfilin. No. Chamesh Parshios B'Tfilin. Chamisha Minim Belulav. Five minim. I want to take the four minim plus another one. I want to shake a rose with my with my dalad minim. Chamesh tzitzios or five tzitzios. V'chein lo tigru. Washin Rashi. So Rashi says the examples that Rashi gives are not only important for what they are, but also what Rashi omits. The examples Rashi gives are all mitzvos, mitzvos that you do in an expanded way. That is Rashi's definition of baltosif. Doing a pre-existing mitzvah in an expanded way. And that's what it says in the Medrash. Good. You shouldn't add on within. But then the Ramban adds on on line 6. That's wonderful and right. But there are other examples. Ella af. And he gives other examples. If I sleep in the sukkah on Shmini Yatzeres, let's say for sure in Eretz Yisrael, where there is no Shmini Yatzeres on Shmini Yatzeres, but even Chazal said you have to sit in the sukkah on Shmini Yatzeres, they said, but generally we sit in the sukkah, we don't sleep in the sukkah. But let's say I sleep in the sukkah because I say it's a, I say that's what Hashem wants. Or if I make sukkah six days instead of seven days. Okay, that's just details. But then the Ramban adds, Ulafidaiti afilu bada laasos mitzvah bifne atzma. Says the Ramban, Baltosiv is even creating your own mitzvah. Creating your own mitzvah, kagon. 
Sha'asachag b'chodesh abadami libo. I make a yantif. I make a yantif in the middle of Teves. I make a yantif. I'm going to start a new yantif. Over Balav. That's an Isidaraisa about Tosif. That's why by Mikra Megillah the Gemara says that they, there was never a violation about Tosif or about Tigra, in quotes. Violation, except for Mikra Megillah, and that was based on Psukim. That's why they did it. But the Ramban is crucial here. The Ramban arguing on Rashi, Baltosev is also making up your own mitzvah. So it's a machlokas. Conceptually, what is the Isra Baltosev? Is it only doing a mitzvah in an, do a pre, doing a pre-existing mitzvah in an expanded way? That's Rashi. According to Rashi, if you just make up your own mitzvah, that's nothing. That's just meaningless and foolish. You don't violate an Isser, right? If I, if I say that there's a mitzvah to, to stand on your head every Tuesday morning and, and eat apples. You know, so, that's not a, that's not a Isser Baltosif. That's, that's foolish. That's nothing. That's a, that's bittel. But the Ramban would say, if I believe that and I try to institute it, and I say this is a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah to do whatever, so that is an Isidaraisa Baltosif. The Ramban says, Baltosif is adding on to the Torah. Fascinating machlokas between Rashi and the Ramban. Again, there's a lot more in Lundis, but we'll leave it at that. That's number one. Number two, though. Let's talk about Baltosif a little more, and we'll quote the Darki Musser, Riv Naiman, in source number five. And he asks, simple question. Why is Baltosif so bad? Why is it so bad to have more mitzvahs? And mitzvahs give us kedusha. Mitzvahs help us help us uh, get close to Hashem. So what's so what's so bad about that? If I do a mitzvah and I I'm going to do it, let's say it makes all the sense in the world. I create a new mitzvah, and um, let's say I make I say there's a mitzvah to be Ola regel on some other day that's not yantif, and I make it into a mitzvah. What's the wrong? So I'm going to make some an extra time. You can understand the Isra Bal Tigra. What's wrong with Batosif? Maybe it's a great Maila to add on a mitzvah. Right? What's so bad about Batosif? See, he gives two beautiful answers. Number one. Let me try to explain it. Shekol Yehudi Sheruach Neshama Biapo Chayav Lahamin. Every Jew must believe. Shahat Torah Kedusha Nitnol Klal Yisrael Adi Kadosh Baruch Hu Befodu Veyatzmo. We believe it's one of the Animamins that the entire Torah was given to Bnei Yisrael through Moshe Rabbeinu by Hashem. Hu Shekasva VaAmar Es Mitzvosel Mishpatei VeChukosel. He wrote. He dictated word for word, letter for letter, to Moshe Rabbeinu and. We believe that. And we also believe it's the ultimate in completeness. We can't even fathom, you know, what it means completeness. I mean, just a, a, a little muscle, right? If somebody finishes, like, what, what is called a asiyam? A asiyam is something that was created start to finish. So the the the, the entire mesechta uh, of Gemara and it's our seder mishnayos. Those are units because those were made already in the, in the time of the Gemara when there was special ruach hakodesh that siyata deshmaya involved. Let's say somebody finishes shulch um, or a sefer, even shulchan arach. Okay, Lamaisa we make siyumim. But if somebody finishes a, a remote as a shuva, somebody finishes a very large work that they spend a lot of, or even a small work that they spend a lot of time on, they finish it, they can make a siyum. But really, is that a unit? It's not a unit, special to a special uh, units that were created by the Baal Hamasor earlier. But other than that, you know, we, they're, they're perfect, they're complete, but others farm are not. So, Lahavdil and Kaviachol, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah that he gives us, we can't even fathom the, the shlemus and the completeness of such a, of such a, such an idea and such a, a chefza that was given to us. So, continues the Daki Musar. So, we believe that it's one of the Animamins, that Torah Hashem Tamima. Sorry, we continue on line 10. Ubar hadavar, and it's clear. Sheim hatorin haytenitnes bibasav adam afilu Moshe Rabbeinu. If there was a possibility to think that the Torah had a human origin, then you could say, okay, maybe you could add on, maybe you could take away, maybe Moshe forgot something, but the Torah's ultimate in completeness. And it's, it's, it's complete. So what I'm gonna add on, to the Torah. Could more Kedusha? No, it's impossible. The Torah is ultimate and completeless. And yes, every mitzvah brings us Kedusha. But it would be brazen and inappropriate for us to suggest that we can suggest something that a Baruch Hu might have, quote-unquote, forgot. 
No, it's complete and perfect. And if we do all the Torah, that's the closest we could get. And if we try to add on, that reflects that we don't think it's perfect. That we don't think that it is complete. And that's exactly what, he hasn't quoted, but that's exactly what Nadav and Aviyu might have done. That what, so might be what an H. Zara means. Line 22, Ki ma'adam mei is lahosif o l'groa davar v'loa katan b'yosem itarasenu. Even a tiny piece it just reflects that he does not believe that the Torah comes from Hashem, but he thinks Moshe Rabbeinu gave it, and that's why right, the, the Torah is complete and perfect. There's nothing outside of Torah that could be added on. He even quotes that he once uh, met uh, a boy who from uh, Chutzlaretz, where he lived in Petach Tikva. He's a Rosh Hashiva there. See, so he met a boy from Chutzlaretz, he asked him where he was learning. He said, I was learning in Torah Vedas. So he says, I don't understand the name of that yeshiva. Torah Vadas? There's Das outside of Torah? He says, everything is Torah. Everything's included in Torah. He says, there's nothing outside. Torah is, Torah is complete. Torah is perfect. Everything outside of Torah is, is, is non-existent and it's fake. Right? And Torah is the only thing that's real. And the Torah is complete within what it encompasses. So that is all number one. So Baltosif would reflect that we do not think that the Torah is complete and therefore it is inappropriate for us to add anything on. Number number one. That's what the Chinuch says even in one line in source number seven. If somebody adds anything onto the Torah, really they are they are removing something from the Torah because they are reflecting that they think it is imperfect. Number one. Number two. The other added element. The second answer, what is the, what is the, um, power and the negative power that would be, uh, created by adding on to the Torah and why it's Usr? Uba'od Derech, line five on the next page. Efshalavaris Adover. Sha'al Kol Yehudi Ladat. Everyone must know. Shetarosenu Akadosha. Our Torah, chutz mikol chachma v'das halichas olam. Our Torah, besides of all of the content, the intellectual stimuli, and the topics that are discussed, we know that there is tremendous holiness and sanctity to the kedusha. Sodos v'sodei sodos v'tilei tilim shalolamos. This unbelievable world that are created by our learning Torah and by our fulfilling Torah. There's a magic to it. Somebody asked me just last night. There was a radio uh, guy walking around in MetLife Stadium last night, and he came over to me. And I don't know. I asked him what radio he was from. I never heard of it. He says, "How could so many people come to such such a uh, such an event? Ninety-two thousand people." I said, "That's the magic of the t- magic of the Torah, the magic of the book. We're the people of the book." So he said exactly what the Darky Musser is saying here: that there's magic to the Torah. And we see, when we learn, it's not just any, like, like any other intellectual pursuit. We're affected by the Torah. There's the Kesser Torah that is described in Perkeyavos. It's not like any other study. After we study physics, after we study any other topic, you know, we're the same people, we just have more knowledge. But the Torah changes who we are. A lawyer learns a bunch of cases. Is he uplifted? Okay, he might enjoy it, but his soul is not uplifted. So says the Darkei Musser. Would we have the goal, would we have the brazenness to then say, well, I could add on a mitzvah. Yeah, I think this, this mitzvah will, will bring us closer to God. I think this is a good idea. He says, it's an Isra of Baltosif. Because there's, there's such magical powers that obviously does not have a human source. So therefore, says the Daki Musser, who are we? Who have the audacity to go, to go and, and to say, I can add something and this is gonna help create the, the personality after a person learns? It's not shy for a human being to add on to the, to the Torah in this way. And if you think about it in this context, it makes a lot of sense. The Isra of Baltosa, this is about Tigra. Number one, his first approach was that that would reflect an imperfection in God's Torah, uh, as a lack that I have to add something on. And number two, there's such magical powers to it. And it, it uh, rests a crown on all of those who, who learn it uh, properly, so says the Darki Musar, who are we to say that we're able to, to create that crown ourselves and to be mosif to that crown by adding on a mitzvah. So that's why two ideas behind Baltosif besides the Machlokas Rashi Ramban, which we, which we started off with. Okay, let's continue. Let's go now to source number eight, which uh, is another Ramban. As I mentioned, there are four or five Yesodos Rambans on our Parsha, top ten Rambans in the entire Torah. So we mentioned Vasisa Vayashavatov, we mentioned the Ramban Abaltosiv is a crucial Ramban, and now we have another one. 
Ramban, Barak Dalid, Pasuk Tess. Says the Ramban, let's read the Pasuk first. Says the Pasuk, again, Moshe Rabbeinu continuing his lesson in Jewish history, as he does for on the first number of Parshias in in uh, Sefer Dvarim. The Pasuk tells us, Raki Shamar Lecha, Ushmar Moshe says, be very careful and wary. Pentishkach es Edvarim lest you forget what your eyes saw. Ufen Yasuru Milvavcha Kol Yecha, and lest your heart turns away from from what you believe all your life. You shall let your children and your grandchildren know the day that you stood on Chorev Arsinai, when Hashem spoke to you, gather my people, the Chulu, and I will let them know my words. And this is the lead-in, of course, to the Aseres Hadibros, which, by the way, in the Torah, you never find the phrase Aseres Hadibros. It says Aseres Hadvarim. A couple of psukim later in Pasuk Yud Gimel, V'yagilachem is briso ha-shetziva ha-shem la-asos aseres ha-devarim. V'yechtevem al-shnei luchos avanim. Anyways, that's the, um, that's the Pasuk. But the Ramban picks up on Hishomer lecha u-shmor nafshecha ma'od. We know Chazal tell us Hishomer pen al or lo, those four words always connote lo saseh. The Ramban says right here in our Pasuk that the Rambam forgot to count one of the mitzvahs. So we know everybody agrees to the 613, to the number, but there are many machlokos. What is included? The Ramban knocks out a bunch of mitzvahs that the Rambam counts, so he has to add in and be mosif the ones that uh, that were left out in order to add up to 613. This is one of them. The Ramban counts that there is an iser de oraisa to forget Harsinai. One of the 613, one of the 365, based on this pasik. Says the Ramban now in source number eight. At first he quotes Rashi. And when you don't forget and you act based upon your memory, you will be a light unto the nations then. Says the Ramban, it's not just about being a light unto the nations. This Pasik is a mitzvah losase. His hereba ma'od. We are very much warned about this. After he has already warned us about doing the mitzvahs. And we are commanded to guard all of the specifics. Chazavi Amar, then God has a general statement. This is, by the way, just in parenthetically, the Ramban Lashitaso. The Ramban makes a big deal about many of the general psukim in the Torah that other Rishonim just have general psukim, but they don't really have a special message. The Ramban makes a special message out of many of the general psukim. Kedoshim Tiyu, Vyasisai Vayashavatov, right here, Pentishachas Advarim. It's saying, you read it, it sounds general. The Ramban gives special specific messages to all of these psukim. So the Ramban right here says, you have to remember, you have to do all the mitzvahs, but you have to remember where all the mitzvahs came from. You saw the kolos, you saw the voices, you saw the fire, you can't forget that. And not only that, there's another part of this iser. Not only are you, are we not allowed to forget, but we have to transmit it. V'todia kol advar mesheru v'necha b'mamar achmar ha'hu levanecha v'levnei vanecha ad olam. We have to transmit this fire of Sinai, not just the words of Sinai, but the fire and the message to our children and grandchildren. Upirish atam why? And then the Torah gives the reason. And now he goes through the pesukim. Don't forget this and let your children know. And then he quotes, why? Why did God make such a revelation? There's no other religion that, that exclaims that it started in public. The other religions of the world started in private, so they're not provable. The Jewish nation, the Jewish religion started in public, passed down millions and millions and billions over the centuries passed down from generation to generation that, that two million people witnessed the revelation. And that's why he says this is a background to all mitzvahs. And he says again on the next page, it's also an assay elsewhere. Okay, that's the Ramban. Mitzvahs Los say not to forget Harsinai. Rav Salvechik expands upon this, the beautiful idea. 
quoted here in Mipnini Harav in source number 10, Rav Shechter quotes Rav, uh, Rav Salvechik, who based on the Gemara in Mesechah's Kedushin. The Gemara in Kedushin of Lamed tells us, Amr Bishu ben Levi, quoted on line 2 in source number 10, Kolom Alamid is ben ben Torah, ma'ale alav akasav, ki'ilu kibla mehar sinai. Anyone who teaches their grandson Torah, it's as if they had the mehar sinai experience. Shenemar, as our pasuk says, v'hodatem levanecha v'levnei vanecha, and right afterwards, yom asher matzal shem alkecha b'chorif. Smichas apsukim, teaching your grandson Torah is like experiencing Har Sinai. So what does that mean? Says Rav Salvechik, upip shuto yesh lefarish. On the surface, lichora. I think I mentioned it a long time ago, but I'll mention it again. There's a Tosas rid in the first parak of Ksubis who says lichora can be spelled with an aleph or with an ayin. Usually, lechora is with an aleph, because we say it means at first light, lechora. But it says the Tosas Rid, if you switch the aleph and the ayin, which sometimes it is, you have lechora from the word kiur, ugly. At first light, if we don't analyze things in depths, then lechora is really lechura. And really, it's uh, it's not we have to we have to delve to get the true meaning of things. Surface understanding says the Tosas read is not what we uh, where the end all is. So anyway, so says Rav Salvechik here. I would have said What does it mean that if you teach your grandson Torah, it means even if your grandson, of course your son. Of course, if you teach your son Torah, that's your pr- our primary obligation. So that for sure is like our Sinai. And second, secondary is the grandson. Says Rav Salvechik, though, he says, I have another pshat. He says, maybe it's Dafka the grandson. Dafka the grandson is Har Sinai. Inami Yesh Lafarish, line 7. To Ben Beno, to Kamar Abishu Ben Levi, Dafka Kamar. Because you read it, it sounds like it's specific to a grandson. That's what the Gemara sounds like. The Gemara would say af. The Gemara would say af amalamed. But it doesn't just say call amalamed. It sounds like something unique to grandchildren. Says the Rav, says Rav Salvechik, there's a difference between two concepts. There's a difference of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah and there's a mitzvah of what we might call Mesiras HaTorah. Learning Torah and the transmission of Torah. Those are two ideas. My son, I have a chiv of Talmud Torah. That's primary with him. Grandson is a secondary chiv of Talmud Torah to teach everybody. Talmidim elu nikra habanim nikra talmidim. Talmidim nikra habanim. But there's two ideas. When it comes to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, son comes first. Son comes even before grandson. But Rabbi, what Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi is telling me, Kilu Kibbalmei Harsinai, Harsinai wasn't just about Talmud Torah. Harsinai was about the transmission of Torah. Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai. There was a Kabbalah, there was a Mesira to every generation. And maybe, in terms of Mesira Satorah, there's a greater Mesira jumping over generations and going to a grandchild. What's a greater giving, passing down if I go to the next generation? That's an even greater Mesira, greater transmission. I'm not only reaching one generation down, I'm reaching two generations down. Because when I teach my son, I teach my son, I don't know what's going to be the next generation to the grandchildren. It's only two generations. But my grandson, three generations now, I'm teaching somebody who is not directly even connected to me, but it's separated by a generation. He is exclaiming through his actions, yes, the Messiah is going to continue. And that's, and that's Mesira, that's Harsinai. So he says, There are two ideas. There's Talmud Torah, and there is Misora. And he says, that's the Ramban's Chiddush, the separate mitzvah. The Rambam counts Talmud Torah, what's this extra mitzvah of not forgetting our Sinai? And, and, and passing it down to our children. According to the Rabban, there's two separate mitzvahs. There's Talmud Torah, and there's Mesira Satorah. The Rambam might hold of this concept, but it's not counted as a separate mitzvah. Part of Talmud Torah is also Mesira Satorah. The Rambam doesn't, doesn't reject Rabbi Shua ben Levi, but he says those are two ideas that the Rambam is, is filling in for us. Expanded upon this elsewhere, of Salvechik, in, in one of his English farm Reflections of the Rav, I gave you in source number 11, he has an article called The First Jewish Grandfather. 
And at the beginning, he discusses the, the feelings of a grandfather, of, as only he could write. A grandfather stands before his newly born grandchild filled with paradoxical thoughts. Feelings of renewal merge with fading memories of the past. Right, a grandparent sees the future, but he also feels, he also feels his, his past and his parents. He continues and says, For the Torah-committed Jew, this scene has an added dimension. Gazing at the newborn, the grandfather also experiences a sense of generation awareness. What is that? Exactly what he says uh, in the, that we just read from Mipnini Arav. Grandfathers and grandchildren, though members of different generations, are part of one fraternity. The Misora community. Those who preserve the integrity of the transmitted tradition. This is the Misora. The Misora is not just Talmud Torah, but Jews are all connected. Line 13, Jews of the past, present, and future are united in their commitment to the divine teachings of the Torah and to the historical destiny of the Jew. One collegial fraternity exists, Moshe, Abikiva, the Rambam, the Vagra, Balshemtov, and others, joining hands, grandfathers, parents, children of all generations. This is Misora Satora, and not just and not just Talmud Torah. As the child is born, he is absorbed into the Masorah community. He will hopefully speak our language, study our text, share our solemnities, to dream our dreams, adopt our ideals. By the way, there are many weddings taking place this week, this is again a message that the beginning of a family is all about the continuation of the Masorah, based on these ideals. We continue on the next page, he talks about the, the secret of uniting generations, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but then he speaks beautifully on the bottom right, in where I wrote number E, the first grandfather. Says Rav Salvechik, there are two uniquenesses that Chazal give Yaakov Avinu different than the first two Avos. Number one, we are called after Yaakov Avinu. Right, B'nai Yisrael. Right, Beis Yaakov. Either of those names describe Klal Yisrael or Parza Klal Yisrael. We are not called after Avram or Yitzchak. Number one, why? Why only Yaakov? Number two, in Midrashim, Yaakov is called the Zakain, the elder, even though he lived the shortest out of the three Avos. He lived 147, while the others lived 175 and 180, respectively. So the question is why? What does Zakain mean? And why Dafka are we called after him? Says Rav Salvechik by Os, by the letter G. The answer is, Yaakov is the first person that we have, the first Av that we have, that had a connection to his grandchildren. We have nowhere in the Torah or in Midrashim that Avram had a connection to Yaakov or that Yitzchak had a connection to the Shvatim. But Yaakov had a connection to Menashe and Ephraim. And we know that from the text and from the Midrashim. Yaakov was the first patriarch to establish a direct communication with his grandchildren. He was the first to make a solemn declaration, a historic pronouncement, which is responsible for the sense of closeness we still have with the past, thereby laying the foundation for the dialogue of the generations. He literally conquered time and space when he said to Yosef, Kiruvain v'shimon yuli. He gave brachas to his grandchildren. He was the first to do that, putting his hands on their heads, embraced them between his knees, placed his hands upon their heads. There was no generation gap when it came to Yaakov Avinu, b'nei banim harayim kebanim, and that's why we're called after Yaakov, because he was the one that spanned generations, and that's what the Hatar Jewish nation does. We span generations. Last oath. Jacob, however, related directly to his grandchildren. He did not need an intermediary or interpreter. He was a direct dialogue. He leapt over a gulf of generations and transmitted the great Messiah of Avraham directly to Menashe and Ephraim. He was the Zakain. He was the one that is the prototype for the Mesorah, Mesorah Satorah, and not just for Talmud Torah. That's the Ramban and Rav Salvechik's thoughts on the Ramban. Good, we continue now. Dalet Hezvav. Dalet Hezvav, a Pasuk taken out of context to teach us an important lesson. Context of Dalet Hezvav is that Hashem commanded us to keep his mitzvos and v'nishmartem o'od l'nafshoseichem, guard yourself very well, kilo reisem kol t'muna, don't forget Harsinai and don't worship avodah So the phrase v'nishmartem o'od l'nafshoseichem is in a context, pashapshat, keep away from avodah But as we know, Chazal and many mafarshim use this pasuk to, to teach me that I have to take care of myself. I have to act in a safe and I have to eat healthy. That's v'nishmartem o'od l'nafshoseichem. So just one psak from Alina L'Shabeach, from Zilberstein, he has right here on the, uh, on the Pasuk. She'ila. He was asked, So I don't come late to school. 
There was a boy that was gonna, gonna come late to, uh, or a, or a rebbe that was gonna come late to school. Hamatzchila b'shah eight, he has to be there at eight. Mir ma'od echad min atamidim b'dakol damatar. One of the tamidim was rushing. V'dakol ifnei hashah eight, he gilu ramzar. He got to the light a minute before eight. Who he beat? You mean of a smola? He looked right and left. Velo ra'a rechev mitkar l'tzomo. No cars. Ha'imutar lo al pidin. Halachically, could he cross against the light? I'm going to learn Torah. I'm going to learn Torah. I'm going to Davin. So am I allowed to go and cross and uh, transgress and violate, you know, go against the light? Says of Zilberstein, Tshuva in clear terms, Asr. Don't tell me Shluchei Mitzvah in a Nizokin. You don't obey the traffic laws? That's Sakana. Maybe there's a, a car that's going extremely fast, extremely slow, you don't see them, Bechulu. It says, you're going to go and walk across. This is talking about a Talmud walking across. He doesn't have enough. Even if he's sure, it doesn't matter. He says, Shluchei Mitzvah does not apply where? Shriach Hezekah. Where there's Sakana Mitsuya. And therefore, V'neshmatim on Lodashosechem. You can't do this. You can't go through a light. You can't cross the light. A person cannot go against halacha, could go against the law, because going against the law in this case is against halacha. Right? Not wearing a seatbelt is against halacha, because that's B'nish B'artim Od Seichem. Right? All of these. And he says that even if you do this, not only is it Asr for him B'nish B'artim Od, but it's Asr because he's putting other people in danger. Right? Lifnei Iver V'chulu. So he says, right, Asr Lavar B'aradom, you can't go across because even if you're going to miss a baruchu. Even if you're going to miss the beginning of davening, it doesn't matter, right? You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to go through a light because that is not what halacha says is allowed. Okay, that's just one little psak that we have, the halachic section of the shir. Now we get back to midrashim. Ksav sofer, aseres adibris, aseres adibris. Two thoughts on the aseres adibris. Says the um, says the ksav sofer. He quotes a medrash plia, medrash plia. Medrash plia always means a, a line in the medrash, which, what does it mean? What are the two connected sides of the line? The Rasha and the Seifa. Says the medrash, beginning of source 14. Meheichan zochu Yisrael, leparshas kriyashma. Where were B'nai Yisrael zochah to kriyashma from? Or the zochah? Mimatan Torah. There was zochah to kriyashma from matan Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Amar Shema Yisrael, Anochi Hashem Alokecha. There's a connection between Hashema and Anochi. The Yisrael Amru Hashem Alakin Hashem Echad. And Bnei Yisrael responded, Hashem Alakin Hashem Echad. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, Baruch Shem Kavod Machzol Yolam Voed. It's a whole mush here. There's Anochi, Baruch Shem, Shema Yisrael. A different version of the story appears in Masechus Psachim when it talks about uh, Moshe and, and Yaakov in terms of Baruch Shem and Shema. But what's the connection between the Aseris Adibros, Anochi Hashem Alakecha, and Shema Yisrael Hashem Alakin Hashem Echad? Says the Ksav Sofer, the great Darshan, Benir Ali Lafarish, Alpi Masha Amru Chazal, Chazal tell us in Besechas Brachas, which is starting tomorrow, Chai in the Dafyomi, Chai Vadam Labarech Alarak, Hashem Shemabarech Alatova. A person is obligated to make a bracha on bad news, just like he's make, obligated to make a bracha on good news. Ki Allah Ra'a Zuhatavahu, because deep down we believe that it's all good. As we just read in Eicha a couple of days ago, Mi Pielio Motetse Haroz Vahatov. Because it's all good. And in this world we acknowledge that it doesn't appear to us all as good. And that's why in this world we make two different brachas. We make brachas, but it's two different brachas. Olam Hazer we say, and die in ha'emes. Even though in Olam Habach, as I'll promise us, it will all be hatova ha'metiv, because we will all recognize the good in everything. Okay, that's the, that's the chazal that we know. V'hinei yadua, says the Ksav Sofer, it is known, Elokim midas hadin, v'hashem midas harachamim. Elokim, the name of God, there are many names of God. The name of God of Elokim reflects midas hadin, judgment. Yudke vavke is midas harachamim. V'hainu, why is that? L'fi ra'os eni ha'adam hevin. That's again, just because based on what we see. We see Amidas Hadin and Amidas Harachamim. But really, ultimately, it's all one. It's all the same source. It's all the same God. We call it Din and Rachamim. But everything is really one source. Hatok Kalachov Tovanu. Liodea Umeven. It's all good. 
So here we go now to try to understand the Medrash. Line 7. But in Mitzrayim, the experience the Jewish people had for 210 years was Din, the Koshi Ashibud. They felt it for so many years. And Kushe Yatsu, finally, when they went out and they had the process of the Makas and the Kriyas Yamsuf and finally getting up to Maimar Sinai, the whole process, then they saw Midas HaRachamim, did on the Mitzrayim, but they're focused on themselves. Rachamim on themselves. The Amar. But finally, at the end of the process, they thought there was just Midas Hadin. And then they thought there was just Midas HaRachamim. They come to Arsina and they have that amazing divine revelation. They realize... It's all the same source. And Hashem says to them, Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Hashem Yudke Vavke. I am Anochi Yudke Vavke. I am Hashem Yudke Vavke Elokecha, which is Elokim. I am the source of Din and Rachamim. It's all the same. I am the one Asher So Yisicha that brought you out, Rachamim, Me'erat Mitzrayim. The experience there was Din. But it was all, it's all the same source. It was din to the, they each complemented each other. You needed the experience in order to become who you would become as the Jewish people. But then I took you out with Rachamim as you saw. What did, what does the Medjur say? B'nai Yisrael answer. Hashem says, Shema Yisrael Anochi Hashem Listen. I am God. I am the source for both. Hanhagos. B'nai Yisrael answer, Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem Echad, they recognize. Hashem, Elokeinu, Hashem Yukevavke, Elokeinu, Elokim, Hashem Echad, it's one, they realize it. That's the Medrash. Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Moshe Rabbeinu, says the Medrash, then pipes in and says, if the, if you get this message, if you realize that Kaddish Baruch Hu is the source of it all, Baruch Shem Kavod Malchuso Li Olam Va'ed. This is a message that you could take with us, and the Bnei Yisrael are going to be, going to be able to survive the long galus for many generations. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Line fifteen. Moshe says, Baruch Shem Ki Im Yavinu Ki Gam Hara Hatavahi Umei Itolo Teitzi Haros Im Kain. If that's true, Yivarchu Shem Hashem LaOlam Chesed Umishpat Hashira. Everything will be good and well, and B'nai Yisrael will be able to conquer any challenge that they have throughout the generations. And then he just adds on beautifully, he says, maybe it even connects to our famous Haftorah, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. Shabbos, Nachamu. Why the double Lashon? Nachamu, Nachamu. So he explains in the second paragraph. He says, even many times when we are saved from a difficulty, we're happy and thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the, for the salvation, for the Nachama, but when we relive and rethink what occurred, it's still very painful. And we think back to what was, and it's very difficult for us to, to fathom and to try to comprehend what happens. But what's going to be when Hashem gives us Nechama in the future, what we daven for, Nachamu, Nachamu, it's even looking back, we're not going to have any feelings of pain because we're going to realize in retrospect that everything was good and everything was supposed to happen. Nachamu, Nachamu, I mean, Nachamu, not just the now, but even the looking back, we will realize everything was because it was supposed to be. Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, Shatiyah, Nachama, Kfula. It will be double, Lasid, Shehigdul Hashem, Lasos, Imanu, Vegam Nachama, Al Ha'avar, Shekivanu Onesh. We realize everything had a purpose and everything was supposed to be. Sason, Vesimcha, Yasigu, Vinasu, Yagon, Vanacha. Again, a double. We'll have Simcha and Sason. And not only will we have that, but even the past won't be Yagun Va'anacha for us anymore. That's the double Asher of Nachamu Nachamu, because we'll realize Din and Rachamim is all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is all from the same source. Ksav Kabbalah. That's one. Two, second thought on the Aserah Tadibros, and then one more thought for the, for, the, uh, for the week. Interesting thought that might have bothered you. It's a fascinating and a, and a, uh, a big Chiddush suggestion. But it's Rabbi Yaakov Kamenevsky. See, he, he's a, he's a Gavarabba who could say it. Shamar, as we know, it says Shamar on this week's Aseris Adivris. Simple question. What did it say on the Luchos? There are differences between Yisro and Va'eschanon. The most famous difference being, being Shamar and Zachar. What did it say on the Luchos? Right? We know uh, Hashem said in both at the same time. What did it say? There was only one. Is that also, that was also part of the nace? It said Zachar and Shamar. It has to say one of them. Hashem could say two things at once, whatever that means. But if there are stones, there are physical stones. Okay, the, the, the Samach and the Mem, 
Binase how you owned in. But but what did it say? Right? Say you have to you have to it says one thing in the Torah it has both. Says Rabyakov, and he quotes some suggestions. And he doesn't really have proof for this. He has this suggestion which explains a lot of sources. But he does not quote this from anybody. He says, Kree and Ksiv. Just like we have Kree and Ksiv elsewhere in the Torah, you read it's written one way and you read it another way. Says Rabbi Yaakov, that's the Luchos. I'm not sure which one 100% was written, but however it was written, the Messor was given along with the Luchos that you could also read it the other way. So it said Zachar, because we read it Shamar, or vice versa. He says, I probably said Shamar. Why? He says, from our davening. Yismach Moshe v'mat naschelko, right? Shmini luchos don't call it biyado, v'kasev b'hem, shmira Shabbos. Assuming that's from the word Shamar. So he says, he thinks it says Shamar, but he's not 100% vadai, but he says, he, says, he thinks it's a Korean exiv. And he says, with this, I think I can explain to others, to other, um, to other sources. He quotes, uh, actually, we'll just do the second one. If you turn over the page. Rebbe quotes an amazing Gemara in Baba Kama. The Gemara says on Abnon Dalid that Rebbe Chaim ben Agil asked Rebbe Chia bar Abba, Mipnei mad bedibros harishonos lo nemer behem tov. Why in the first dibros does it not have any verb that means tov good? And in the second ones, it says tov. Manyitav lecha. It only appears in the second dibros, not the first dibros. So the answer of Rebbe Chia bar Abba is, he says, what are you asking me why? First, he should ask me, does it say it? I don't know. I'm not sure. Does it have a Lashon of Tov or not? Ask the Pnei Yeshua, what is going on here? There's an Amora that does not know the Aseris Hadibris by heart? Or even looking at a Chumash, he has to say, I'm not sure, but he asked me why. Ask me what first? Says Rabbi Yaakov, and Ksiv, that's why. There were various differences between the first and second Luchos. The Luchos only said one. But there were differences. That's how you can have an Amora. What? You say Yetiv Lecha. So maybe it didn't say that. Maybe that's only the Kree. That's how you can have the conversation. The, 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 the suggestion helps explain that Gemara. If you don't have that suggestion, you have to explain the Gemara oh, in other ways. But that's Rabbi Yaakov's big Chiddush. That Shomer B'Zachar, only one of them was written. But the other one was read as a, as a Kree. Beautiful. One final point. Very, very creative and contemporary point. This is a take-home. This is a take-home, the last thought from the different Mordechai of Mordechai Eliyahu, who talks about a Zohar. Talks about, it's, it's on this week's Parsha. Really, you could say it any week of the year. It doesn't really connect specifically on a Pazak to our Parsha, but he quotes it on this week's Parsha, so that's why I have it here too. There's a Zohar that says on the third line on top, V'yahimila da'afik, every word that comes out of our mouth, Misbaka ba'avira shoots through the air, va'azla v'salka, and goes up and down, goes all the way up. V'tasabalma, it flies through the air. V'isavin mine kala, and v'hukala natan le'morad degadfin, it gets wings on it. V'salka le'lamalki, it goes up to the king. V'ayo b'udne, and goes into his ears. Kaviyachol. L'maisa, every word that we say, God hears, said in a very graphic and illustrative way. As it says, Vayishma Hashem, I'm sorry, it is based on a Pasuk in our parasha, Vayishma Hashem is called Devarechem. Hashem heard the, wor- the call of your words. Says Mordechai until our day, this Zohar was very hard to understand. I say something here, God hears about it, it goes up to the Shemiah Shemayim. How is, what does that mean? So he says, you know what? In our day and age, it's not hard to understand this. Be a menu him see you with his kashrut. We have technology today. We have communication. Veroim kates adam adavar elotocha farcheses hamuchuberes besal hakolachut. I talk in a, in a device with a wire or even without a wire, and people hear me on the other side of the world, right? I could give a shear a parsha shear in Camp Kaley, and all throughout the world, Baruch Hashem, there are Talmidim listening to it, right? Unbelievable! What a nace! How is that possible? Says Rav now we understand the Zohar. Because there are telephones. But with technology, why are there telephones and technology in the world? To help us understand the Zohar. But on the other end, you could also learn, We think, oh, unbelievable inventions. You could talk here and here there. Oh, 
Everything's here. And then he has an unbelievable um, chap, you would call it. He says the Pasuk we say in uh, in uh, one of the Yoms, right, the one who gave us an ear, of course he hears. The one who gave us an eye, of course he sees. Talking about God. So when he when he gives rebuke to Gayim, wouldn't they get the message? Says What happens when you get a phone call? And it doesn't matter which country in the world you live in. In any language, basically, the answer is hello. Even if you don't speak English. Right? Oh, in Israel, it's alo. Okay, but it's, either way, it's the same word, alo. Right? In any language. He says, how is it possible? I say hello here. I hear something on the other side of the world. Hanote ozen. If you're note, if you turn your ear, your ozen, to the phone, halo yishma. Obviously, it's a play on words. You'll hear the hello. You'll hear the hello. Next, we have something called cameras. I can take a picture of something and now I can, te- I, can, I can email it, I can throw it to the other side of the world. They could see me in the other side of the world. Im yotzer ayin. Hello yabit. What do people do in pictures? They wave hello. They smile. Hello yabit. The note, if you, if you open your ear, if you open your eye, you, the hello, you'll see it. And you know what that's going to teach me? Hayyasar goyim. Hello yochiyach. Hamalam das. That'll remind us there's a Kaddish Baruch Right, you think you take a picture and you can only see the picture now, and what about the picture that's taken of our lives? And every single every single moment of our life is a snapshot that we sign on. The Yad Kal Adam Chosimbo, like we say in Unusana Tokef. He says that's he says that's what life's about. Life's about seeing the technology and sticking it into a Pasik into Hillim and helping us understand the Zohar with that technology. If Mordechelio gives us something to take home with us. And that's what we have to realize. The video is always on. The camera is always on. The telephone is always open. Everything, right? We call up and we say, "Your this this conversation might be recorded for for whatever service service purposes, right? To, to help us to make sure that we have a uh, good service. Every conversation is recorded. Everything's recorded. And that's the message that we get by Yishma Hashem as Kol Okay. Nachamu Nachamu. By the Shem, we continue. By the Shem, next week again broadcasting here from Cam Kaylee.